Good afternoon, New York, and the rest of our listeners around the globe. My name is June Stoyer, and I'm the host of the Organic View Radio Show. Our podcast is available on iTunes, Zoom, and you can also visit our website at www.theorganicview.com. If you'd like to be on the show or would like to find out about sponsorship opportunities, please contact us at questions at theorganicview.com. Today's show is sponsored by Eden Foods, the most trusted name in certified organic clean food. When you shop online at EdenFoods.com, enter the coupon code ORGVIEW to receive 20% off any regularly priced items, excluding cases. For other promotional offers, please visit TheOrganicView.com's website. And don't forget to check out our contest section. Today my guest is Mary Nash Stoddard, and we're going to be talking about what she calls the Asperbesity Epidemic. When it comes to our beverages, does size really matter? In New York City, there is a big debate and quite a bit of controversy surrounding the consumer's right to choose as far as the size that he or she should be allowed to purchase. The proposal was initially created to fight obesity and related diseases associated with obesity, but it's interesting as far as some of the things that are coming about as the result of this whole debate when you take a closer look at what exactly is going on. Now, the opponents, including the beverage industry, say the proposal is an excessive regulation that infringes on individual rights and would actually hurt businesses. However, the beverage industry will actually gain regardless because it also means that more products will be sold. And that is an irony which nobody is really talking about. And the true losers will actually be the producers of high fructose corn syrup. Meanwhile, the race to gain market share by the producers of the artificial sweeteners seems to be escalating. So I would like to welcome to the show Mary Nash Stoddard. For those of you that are familiar with Mary, or should I say the Honorable, Mary Nash Stoddard. She is the founder of the Aspartame Consumer Safety Network and Pilot Hotline. She is a very well-known authority on aspartame, and she's an award-winning journalist, a food safety consultant and researcher, and she is really someone that you need to pay attention to and learn about her work if this is something that you're interested in as far as what you're consuming and your family as well. So I would like to welcome to the show Mary Nash Stoddard. Good afternoon, Judge. Should I say former Judge? (laughs) Yes. Uh, Good afternoon, June. It's great to be with you and your wonderful audience today on, I hope, a beautiful day in New York City. It certainly is here in Dallas. Yes, it is actually a beautiful day, and I'm sure that now that the temperatures have dropped, uh, more people will um, think carefully about the types of beverages that they consume. But unfortunately, some people are just very brand loyal, and you know it doesn't matter what you put in it, but then you have others that are very particular about what they buy and also the size. Now, when it comes to this whole beverage controversy, what is the big deal as far as the size? Because, I mean, if they restrict it so that you can only buy a 16-ounce beverage, what is to stop the consumer from purchasing, say, two 16-ounce bottles or, or containers? 
obviously, June, they, Mayor Bloomberg and his advisors have uh, been misadvised on this, and they haven't thought this through as you have uh, to see that two drinks can be purchased, and, and it may even equal uh, more than the one that they were trying to ban and outlaw. I think more than anything, though, it's possible they're trying to send a message to consumers and to people. Unfortunately, they may or may not realize they are the voice of industry when it comes to um, artificial sweeteners being sold and and uh, demanded more by consumers because essentially that's what it's going to do. It's going to drive people to the no-calorie uh, instead of the regular sodas. And, and we're not a proponent of either one, June. Uh, but we say that the lesser of two evils out there is definitely the regular soda. Now, high fructose corn syrup is not sugar. So many people say, well, we just uh, want to limit our use of refined sugar. You're not doing that by limiting your use of regular soda. You're limiting your use of corn sweeteners, um, which are genetically modified, by the way. If you don't like GMOs, you won't like HFCS, uh, as, as I would rather not have it. And so, uh, as you and I know, June, organic really is the way to go if you're serious, but most people aren't as serious as you and I are. So uh, they opt for the lesser, hopefully, of two evils. Now, the law is a funny thing because often the media will jump on something that takes away our uh, freedoms, you know, and this is freedom of choice. So uh, this takes away our freedom of choice, as did the uh, veggie law in Texas and across the country in 1995 where you couldn't decide a perishable food product uh, or you would be liable in court for uh, for that statement or those statements um, so that technically we can't disparage and tell people that yogurt sweetened with aspartame is not a good idea and has risk factors associated with it. Well, the same with uh, diet drinks. They are all sweetened primarily with aspartame. And so they are not a better choice than the uh, regular sodas, high fructose corn syrup, in our opinion. And, and as you know, June, we've studied this for three decades now and have collected all the scientific evidence. And, in fact, I'll give you links um, to post on, on your blog and newsletter on, on those different sites that will give you the studies showing that that we know it causes obesity, for example. The Framingham study uh, published in the Circulation Magazine, which is the Heart Association publication, shows that people who drank diet drinks didn't lose weight. In fact, they gained weight just as much as the ones who used regular drinks. So people are deluding themselves, and, and what else is new, huh? Uh, in thinking that diet drinks are going to cause them not only to not gain but to lose, and that's not the case. And there are many biological reasons for that that we can go into 
uh, now or, or at another time. Now let me ask you a question. Most of the soft drink companies also own water companies, bottled water companies. Yes. Yeah. How does this affect how, how does this affect the bottled water beverage industry? Uh, as far as I know, this is not going to change anything but the regular uh, soda industry, regular drinks and, and diet versus diet drinks. Um, it will possibly affect I don't know I'm assuming they've they've included drinks like Snapple which is a brand name uh, that has diet drinks and uses aspartame in those drinks. So I'm assuming it isn't just the the sodas that are affected, but let's face it, I mean, sodas are the ones that people mainly drink when they order a large drink out somewhere. However, it's really so convoluted, this, this stupid law. Um, I believe in 7-Elevens you can buy the 44-ounce uh, regular drink that they've outlawed at, at movie theaters and other uh, venues. And so it's going to take somebody really dedicated to sit down and figure out where it's it's sold and where it isn't sold and what what difference does it make, you know, to the general public. Um it, and this is very similar, June, to a law in California where uh, Governor Schwarzenegger in, I think, 2010 uh, had this law go into effect January 1st of 2011 saying that fast food uh, entities have to list the number of calories in each each item on their menu. Well, this essentially drives uh, the sweetener people underground. Uh, Neotame, for example, which was approved in 2002 by the FDA, is approved as generally recognized as safe, which means it doesn't have to be on a label anywhere. People, uh, manufacturers are now um, mixing Neotame with refined sugar, and it certainly isn't labeled when that happens. So a calorie is not always just a calorie. Um, it has many other implications. And we do know that aspartame uh, does change blood sugar levels, and we have a finger stick test that people can use to do that. Now, let me ask you a question. In regards to the industry itself, you figure if you have a manufacturer of soft drinks that produces diet beverages or, or low-calorie beverages, as I do believe the terminology is that's now being used is uh, considered to be proper, and the I, I guess the non-artificially sweetened beverages, or well, they're all artificially sweetened, aren't they? Well, I consider uh, HFCS being a GMO, uh, an artificial type of fructose, yes. So in essence, you have producers of uh, low-calorie and high-calorie soft drinks, and this law is basically saying, well, 
for the higher calorie beverages, they can only be produced or they can only be, yeah, I, I guess, produced in in certain size containers for retail sale yeah. as opposed to the low-calorie products, which you, know, you can sell it as big of a t- container as uh, you choose. Mm-hmm. Now, how does this impact the actual producer? Well, I... I believe it, it doesn't have as much of an impact on the producer as one might think. I think what this law serves to do ultimately is to give the consumer a false sense of protection by our government officials. It's saying, look at us, we love you so much that we're not going to let you hurt yourself with these regular sodas and drinks. Uh, however, we think the diet drinks are okay, and so the signal, Im- implied or not, there is that uh, you really need to drink the diet drinks for uh, for weight loss or, or weight maintenance. So we're we're just the the godfathers of health here, and and we're helping everybody out and protecting you. And aren't you pleased and and grateful? I'm saying not so fast. You know, it's it's way more than it appears to be on the surface. So the soft drink companies really are not going to lose, and I don't know what they're. I think they stand to gain. <laughs> well, uh, it's a win-win situation because I'm sure that if we looked at the cost analysis for producing the high-calorie beverages as opposed to the low-calorie beverages. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's face it, what do these beverages really consist of? Water, artificial color, and artificial sweetener that's either going to produce a high-calorie beverage or a low-calorie calorie beverage. Yeah. And especially with the low-calorie beverages, the chemicals used to sweeten these types of beverages a little does go a long way. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's a matter of dollars and cents here. And also, uh, there is not a real big constituency behind the uh, high fructose corn syrup uh, manufacturers and and industry. And in fact, there are a lot of Hollywood stars. I mean, Whoopi Goldberg and and a lot of other people are are on the bandwagon against uh, high fructose corn syrup. So it's sort of losing in favor anyway. So which is the lesser of the two things that government could protect us from? One that's already losing favor and sort of on its way out, or one that isn't? And so I I think, you know, call me crazy and jaded and cynical, but I think the politicians are, are once again, uh, it's a case of CYA. They're, they're taking care of themselves and making themselves trying to make themselves look good and uh, in so doing I think they've done just the opposite but that's just me now if this should pass do you think that this will open the gate to other restrictions as far as uh, restricting supersized slash value meals from being sold especially at fast food restaurants I mean uh, I doubt that that would even happen. But why aren't they going that route? I mean, 
mm-hmm. people that consume fast food know know that you know this is what they're buying. They're not obviously going there because they know that it's something that is going to be um, beneficial to their health. It's something that mm-hmm. they choose to do just in the same regard as somebody who buys a pack of cigarettes. You know, um, right? It's it's something that people choose to consume, and it's that is a consumer's right. However, if they're going to go the distance and limit the sizes for beverages, so what does that mean when somebody buys uh, one of these supersized meals that are offered um, at these fast food restaurants? So they're restricted as far as the size of beverage, but what about the food that they're buying, uh, which now that the the information as far as the calories and whatnot are made available um well, I think uh, you know, you, yeah, I think you've really hit the nail on the head when you say, "Is this the first domino in the chain?" And I think it is. This is sort of, uh, if you want to call it, a test of of the tolerance of the people. Uh, can we just get away with with not an outright ban on the the sweet drinks that are higher in calories? We we can't just start out banning it. So we're going to do a little at a time and just chip away uh, until there are no more sweet drinks out there that aren't diet sweet drinks. And that may be what's happening. I hadn't thought of it in that light until you mentioned it, but I think you could be right. Now, when it comes to the types of sweeteners that are used, what do we know about these sweeteners? I mean, I know that you're an expert on aspartame. Can you share some of the things that most people don't know when it comes to aspartame? Well, uh, first of all, I have to uh, share the fact that that I've been doing this for 30 years, as you said, and not because we are fighting the uh, fighting the companies uh, who manufacture products with it. We're not asking for bans on anything. We're we're promoting awareness so that people will know there's a choice and they need to be informed to make the best decision, and, and we're hoping they'll opt not to use the artificial sweetener aspartame. Our fight really lies at the feet of the Food and Drug Administration, who ultimately are the only people who can uh, change this whole scenario. The manufacturers although they're not blameless in in any of this, uh, they're simply using, and they'll tell you, a product that's legally approved and and the FDA says is just fine. So what we have to do is bring it to the FDA and say, you can recall this. You have the power to do it if you only would. And they're not going to do it, so we have decided years ago just to take our case to the people and and plead our case with the public. And that's how it's uh, losing in favor. Um, You know, it it wanes as as information is out there, and then information gets stopped by the media or whatever, and... uh, Sales go back up again, so it's it's sort of a roller coaster ride that we've been on in the uh, over three decades that this has been out there on the market. But June, if if people will look at the statistics, everybody's obesity is is the big uh, buzzword now. 
in the news, and that's why I coined the term asperbesity, because everybody associates obesity, obviously, with, with refined sugars. And uh, that's not necessarily the case. In aspartame's case, there are many studies showing that aspartame not only makes people crave carbohydrates, but it also tricks the body in that it's an artificially sweet taste and buccal absorption in the mouth, um, the the uh, mucosa in the mouth, and the sublingual gland that that first tastes food that tastes sweet signals the the digestive system in the pancreas that uh, fruit or fructose or sucrose is coming down, not anything artificial. So when the artificial thing happens, it's not digested in the normal way that uh, sucrose or fructose, sugars or fruits, would be digested. And so sooner or later, the body does accept it reluctantly if given a, a long enough period of time. And in the case of brain tumors, which aspartame causes, it causes brain tumors, breast tumors, uterine tumors, um, mammary, yeah, mammary tumors, and uh, two more. And then others, leukemia and lymphoma, have also been uh, recently discovered. So in the case of tumors, brain tumors, let's say, my husband died in 1985 with a brain tumor not aspartame related however it the same form of uh, illness and death you know whether it's aspartame or some other thing that causes the brain to uh, grow tumors anyway it's like a pinprick to the brain every time you ingest aspartame and aspartame has in it uh, 50% phenylalanine 40% aspartic acid and 10% methanol or wood alcohol. All of these things break down in the body into formaldehyde, uh, and in the case of phenylalanine, it breaks down into a brain tumor agent called diketopiperazine. And so it's like a tiny pinprick to the brain every time aspartame is consumed. And it isn't that one instance or one ingestion will kill you, but over a period of time, and it doesn't stay in the body either, but the damage that it does to the body and the brain uh, specifically in this case um, does stay and doesn't have a chance to heal itself because it's a continuous day after day after day assault on the organs of the body. So it's just a really bad idea and when we say we're going to take away all the things except for the diet drinks and you have no other choice most people will reluctantly go to those um, and they won't stop and think about what they're doing and and people say to me all the time well everything's going to kill you what what are we going to do and I say, no, not Make everything. Make better choices, that's what I say. Yes, that's right. And not everything's going to kill you. And in today's world, unfortunately, we have to prioritize our poisons, which means we have to figure out, we have to determine 
and not say everything is poisonous and going to kill us. There are degrees, and and I separate it this way. There are some things like aspartame, which are a quantity of life issue, and that means they really can kill you faster than anything else. And then there are other things like refined sugar, refined white flour, other other things that aren't good for us, but they're a quality of life issue. Your quality of life without those things will be greatly improved. But aspartame is definitely shown in, in laboratory testing, in independent testing. Uh, all the tests show that, that it can cause uh, cancers and, and death. Now, in regards to all the products, it seems as though from what you've been describing, there's a very big push to make these artificial sweeteners more mainstream as opposed to traditional sweeteners such yes. as sugar and then the subsequent high fructose corn syrup, so on and so forth. Uh, right. By making the artificial sweeteners mainstream, where else can we expect to find these sweeteners being applied? I know personally I've noticed in dental products such as mouthwash, dental floss, which is really irritating to me because I cannot find un unflavored dental floss uh Everywhere you really have to look for it, and yeah. that is a huge problem. And well, that's it, it right. just, the, the, even with cosmetics, lip glosses have artificial sweeteners. Why you need an artificial sweetener in a lip gloss is beyond me. Mm -hmm. I, I agree with you completely, and it's the same with chewing gum. You know, almost everybody you see chews gum, and they wouldn't go near a diet drink or, or anything with aspartame in it, and they, they think it isn't in their chewing gum, but it is. And not everybody is going to go to the health food store for dental floss or chewing gum, or even in the case of colonoscopies. Now, this bear with me. It's, it's going to be a connection here. Uh, when you have a colonoscopy test, you are given this uh, powder to mix and drink the night before the test. Well, I was having a test because my doctor said, oh, it's a good thing to do, really good idea, and I said, okay, I'll do it. I tried and tried to find the powder medication, the laxative that you're supposed to take before the test, and I couldn't find anything without aspartame in it. It's all aspartame sweetened, and the pharmacist uh, I asked said, oh, we have to order the other, or you might find it in another store around town. It would be the green label, not the orange label. And I said, uh, well, I, for the sake of a better word, I just told him I was allergic to aspartame just so he wouldn't uh, give me 60 questions, you know, about it. And so he finally did come up with, with some, and I don't know where he got it, but you have to really be forceful. And how many people are going to do that? They're just going to say, oh, well, it's like taking medicine, you know, I'll just mm. take my medicine and go away. But, I mean, you're not eating anything, and you're taking this, this powerful laxative with aspartame in it. Uh, people don't feel so well after their colonoscopy sometimes, and I say, well, you shouldn't feel too well. You've just had a heavy dose of aspartame on an empty stomach. 
and uh, it's just you have to look everywhere. It has to be on labels because we did push for for that for phenylketonurics. Um, so there is a warning by law on aspartame products, not neotame, but aspartame that has to say contains phenylalanine. And so you look for phenylalanine or aspartame or warning PKU individuals contains phenylalanine. And I've also told my pharmacist I want no I want no medications with phenylalanine in them. But please understand aspartame has high huge risk factors associated with it. And we want people to eat real food. That's it. (laughs) What can parents do as far as different products that are are being pushed on their children? Do you have any last-minute advice? I think get involved, but mostly, again, eat real food, buy organic, and stay healthy. Thank you so much. Mary, thank you so much for being on the show. We are out of time. It has been a big eye-opener in just learning all the different things that are going on with the beverage industry, and it will be interesting to see how this affects other industries, especially as it pertains to our food and the choices we have. Thank Uh, you, June. It's it's (laughs) been my pleasure. I appreciate it. And, folks, we are out of time, and uh, please visit Mary Stoddard's website. And, Mary, can you give our audience your website? Well, it's Stoddard's P-O-V, S-T-O-D-D-A-R-D-S-P-O-V, Stoddard's P-O-V on Blogspot. Thank you once again, Mary. Folks, this has been June Stoyer with your Organic View Radio Show. Have a great afternoon, everyone. <laughs>